the Lord, saints. Good morning. Come on. Praise the Lord, saints. Come on. All right, come on. Let us go ahead and stand to our feet today. Come on, when I came in on Mother's Day, everybody was standing up. Come on now. Let's get to our feet. Come on. Where would the world be without our fathers, huh? You know, the word says, if it, if it was not for the Lord that was on my side, and therefore in like manner as fathers, we have to do the same thing for our children. We have to be present in all things. Now, we have to be a provider, and that's a great thing. But also, as a provider, we have to be at home. That means that we got to be there checked in with our family, checked in with our wife. That means we got to be active in everything. Why they got a soccer van? Where's the, uh, where's the, the soccer truck? Or in my case, the soccer Prius, right? All right, well, I got two Priuses, so. <laughs> but I tell you, but it is great to be here today. And definitely, by all means, to all of our fathers, all of our visitors. If you are here today, we thank you for coming. And we pray that today would be a blessing to you as our pastor prepares to minister to us. But as we prepare to go before the Lord, always, every time we read the Bible, before the people of God went to the places where the Lord was bringing them, they always were led with praise and worship. So what I want us to do now is I want to go ahead and put our hands together. I want us to go ahead and put on our rhythm mindset. I want us to go ahead and put on our dancing shoes. And I want us to take this Father's Day, hallelujah, and honor our true Father who is in heaven. That is the one that everyone needs to emulate, being a loving Father, as Brother Duval preached this morning. As he taught us this morning that we have a God that no matter what we do as children, no matter how great and successful we are, no matter how unsuccessful we may think we are, our Father's going to love us. And we got one, hallelujah, that is going to love us no matter what. We can always go home. So let us go before the Lord and worship. Let us go before the Lord and praise. Let us go before the Lord in petition. And let us have a spirit of expectation and acceptation this morning that the Lord may be able to pour into every father and to every mother because the Lord is about family. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. We just need to give him a little praise this morning because he's a good God and he's worth all of our praise. He is high and lifted up. We thank you, Jesus, and we give you
Yeah.
petition, a petition, hallelujah, that I call, hallelujah, be heard by the mighty God from heaven, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. We just need to continue to be in prayer. Hallelujah. I will praise the Lord as we go into our service. We want to make sure that we tend to the needs of those saints that need it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And please be careful. We want to take time to go ahead and honor our fathers. And um, you all may be seated. Today, as we honor our fathers, we want to remember that every father started off as a son. And therefore, each and every one of us are the sons and daughters of the high king, the high priest, Jesus Christ. And we all want to emulate him. And I think that in this place, we have many men that have done so. Today, I definitely want to give honor first and foremost to um, our pastor, who is the leader of this flock and this congregation. But definitely what I want to do first is give us an opportunity to recognize all of the men out there that are fathers. So, who's going to be doing the presentation, All right. So all our fathers, do you need them? We need all our fathers today to stand. If you are a father, please stand. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's awesome to be in church today. Happy Father's Day to each and every dad. Uh, as pastor, I, I've been here for over 20 years, and this is my 21st Father's Day service. I believe I've missed one in the 21 years and it, it's an absolute honor and I have I hope I've shared anything I've learned about fathering but I will say I have learned from the men that I work with as well because I see you being dads and fathers and I see the way you handle your children you work with your children and and, and I have just over the years picked up on things they are giving out some gifts for every dad, and if I can grab one of those gifts, I need one. And uh, then we also have some drawings. We'll move through these drawings. Thank you, sir. We'll move through these drawings pretty quickly, but we've really got some cool gifts that we hope you take with you and remember uh, this Father's Day service this time that we honored our dads. So if our drawers would come and get ready to draw names, and uh, we want you to come up on the platform and, and get these. All right, so the first drawing is from TNT. Will you hand me the firework? Now, Brother Big Gordon, let me know. It's not this. This is just a placeholder, but it's an entire package. So how many dads would like to have an entire package of fireworks? I got three, four. Let's make sure your names are in, you've got your names in here, right? So the first one we're gonna draw is Happy Father's Day with, uh, from TNT. 
and Tim White. Come on out. Come on up, Tim. Tim here. time in a few weeks if they don't fire it off before. You can't fire it off in the church, Tim. All right? <laughs> Gotta wait till you get home. <laughs> and then we also, Brother Dave, donated two fishing poles. Are we doing separately? One and one. Oh. So. Are you ready? Marlon Simpson, I hope you wanted to go fishing. And then we have one more, and that's going to be Janelle McDonald. Janelle McDonald. I'm looking back. I made that gift card, Visa gift card. I thought it was a live gift card. Live gift card that you're able to spend in a live coffee shop. <laughs> it's a $20 Visa card. Robert Williams. Robert L. Williams. Come on up. Now the next one is if you can't have sugar and we call your name, you can just donate it to me. It's fine. Sister Ashley's made banana pudding. We have two different banana puddings. Uh, and one is vanilla banana pudding. One is chocolate banana pudding. No. Josh Mason. Okay, no hands. 
All right, Brother Henderson. Brother Henderson. All right. I'll bring this to you, Brother Henderson. Thank you. God bless you. And after that, now this one's kind of interesting. I saw this the other day. I did not know they made them, and it, it, it's really cool. So this is a solo tabletop stove. How many's heard of solo stoves? All right. Well, this is a tabletop solo stove. So you sit there and roast your marshmallows or do whatever you do with a solo stove. And how is... twice. I don't know how that happened. So we'll draw again. Let me mix these up really good. Alright, ready? Josh, you got banana pudding. Josh Mason, man. How is this? <laughs> Solo stuff stuff. Brother Brandon Swart. He helped clean out here at the church. And the next one, Josh Mason. <laughs> James Smith, $300. Congratulations, James. And how do we get your name in there so much, Josh? Oh, it was Ashley. Or Emily, put your name in there. She, she thought it was her. And uh, now next is Josh Mason, electrician. And this is... This he's is, actually donating this time. He's, he's donating $500 worth of electrical work. Brother Josh. Brother Ben Munden. So thank you everybody and each father should have a gift and it's got a compass and it has an anchor cookie or a lighthouse cookie and an anchor uh, that's on that and we're going to use that in just a few moments. Thank you. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. To our pastoral staff, yes. Go ahead and give all our dads a hand. present today, uh, either due to sickness or due to vacation, but, uh, but we do have some here, and we want to honor uh, Brother Benjamin Watson Munden, uh, and Brother David Midgarden, to my pastoral staff, and Brother Steve Dean, our trustee member. And, uh, let's give these guys a hand. Congratulations. 
Thank you for all you do. Right. Hey, we love you guys. Guys, wasn't that good? I know I had some people, some guys saying, what are y'all going to do after y'all did all this for the mothers? What's happening on Father's Day? You got a solo stove, you got fishing pole, you got fireworks, pretty cool. And you also get to have your children's dismissed to children's church right now. Praise God, Brother London. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. For the Lord giving us a great man of God. Pastor, you don't have to go anywhere. This is going to be, um, you come on up on, definitely on behalf of the church. I tell you, when I arrived here uh, many years ago, about 14 years ago, man? About 14, just, I think we just hit 14 years a couple of days ago. Uh, the amazing thing is I got here and I was like, who's this young guy that's the pastor? You know, and, and even though he's only a couple of months older than me and everything, he had great wisdom and great insight. And when I arrived here, yes, yes, when I arrived here, I had great men such as him and Reverend Mick Gordon, who was our assistant pastor for many years before Pastor Bardo, myself, and Reverend Parks um, um, as associate ministers and pastors. But um, I just learned the actual true love of God. And how that, you know, I could be a father and I don't have to be, you know, I don't have to be hard. I don't have to be a drill sergeant, but also that I have a standard, yes. you know, and I, that I train my children in righteousness and I teach them with love, right. care, and just being calm and collected, being decisive in everything that I do. And the amazing thing is that I've learned so much since I've been here, I would definitely be a different person if I wasn't here with Reverend Tommy Crutchfield, who is a great man of God, a great minister of God, and a great big brother and father to me and my family. Pastor, excuse me, sir. gift fund. I'll take any of them. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, do you have your phone on you? Yeah, it's not usually too far, is it? Mine's dead, so I need to borrow yours. It's in the back. Is it that far from you? It's usually right there. All right. Come here for a second. Y'all mind if we take a selfie? 
So, so here, here, yeah, everybody, y'all got to get in here. So, so my dad, for the last 21 years, has not got to have me uh, with him on Father's Day, and I just want to quickly uh, tell my tell my dad. Will y'all help me? All right, Dad. We just want to say Happy Father's Day from life and myself. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. If you have your Bibles, open them up with me. And, you know, Josh Mason called me yesterday. He was so excited about today. And that, that got me excited. You know what I mean? Here's a young dad, and, and he's just excited about Father's Day. And, uh, and so we're here to honor dads all over. So we honor you if you are a father. We, we give you honor. I, I want to give my dad, Rich Crutchfield, been an amazing dad, a leader of leaders. He helped teach me ethics and leadership. I want to give honor to my son, Logan, who has made me a pop. And, uh, I also want to give honor and remembrance to my pop, my grandfather, Homer Thomas Pinker, was a preacher. And early on, when I was about 11 years old, he, he called it and he said, he's going to be a preacher, I can tell. I want to give honor to my pastor, Rodney Bankins, amazing man, preacher. And uh, he got, he's going through some, some stuff right now, but keep him in your prayers. We love you, Brother Bankins, here. Uh, Big Daddy. Hashtag Big Daddy. Amen. And give honor to our pastoral staff. And uh, wonderful. These are some great dads. Uh, Brother Duvall, who preached this morning's service. Man, he's got us all beat if we need to know how many children you have. I, he, he couldn't even, he told me a number, but then he couldn't even tell me the true number in there because they've had so many children, uh, foster children through their home as well as their own. And, and Brother Duvall, we give you high honor. Amen. High honor. To, to all the dads in leadership here, you, whether you are a Sunday school teacher, whether you drive the van and pick up children and young men and women, whether you uh, work with our armor bears or you work with our youth or, or any aspect, whether you mentor someone, all of our leadership dads and all the church dads here and all the pastors, leaders, mentors, and we give you honor. Let's just give each other a hand. Now, if I could for the next dad, could you stand up if you're not standing? To the only perfect one, the one who didn't or doesn't make any mistakes, the one who never left, never walked out, the one, the only infallible, the highest, the greatest, the Alpha and the Omega, our Heavenly Father, His name is Jesus Christ. Can we give honor to Him right now? God, you're amazing. Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead. God, you're great. Thank you, Jesus. You're so wonderful. We glorify you. We magnify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for the Lord and all he's done for me. 
So thankful for the Lord and all he's done for me. Hallelujah. Happy Father's Day. If you have your Bibles, John 1, I'll move very quickly. John 1, I'll move very quickly. I've got lots of food to eat. Thank you for the cookies, the puddings, the pies. I'm excited. Uh, I've got an hour set for my treadmill tonight to burn it all off when I finish, but, but thank you. John 1, my wife's back there going, hmm, portions, portions. John 1, again the next day, verse 35, if I didn't tell you that. Again the next day after John, can you cut me down just a little bit, Brother Steve? And two, or Sister Keisha, sorry. And uh, two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, behold, the Lamb of God. So here's John the baptizer and two of his disciples and they're looking at Jesus as he's walking and John says behold the Lamb of God and the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus and then Jesus turned and saw them following and saith unto them what seek ye and they said unto him rabbi where dwellest thou? And he says, come and see. And they came and saw where he dwelt, and they abode with him that day. It was about the tenth hour. And one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew. So Andrew was one of those two. And then Andrew got his brother, Simon Peter's brother. He first finds his brother Simon and says to him, we have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted to Christ. And he brought him to Jesus, and when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and find Philip. Saith unto him, Follow me. And now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip finds Nathanael. And Nathanael says to him, We found him whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth. And the son of Joseph and Nathanael said, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? I want, I want to preach today. Be the compass that points to Jesus. And be the anchor that keeps them near Jesus. Be the compass that points them to Jesus. And be the anchor that keeps them near Jesus. Brother Monday, would you lead us in prayer? Oh Lord Jesus, hear our call today, Lord. As we call, Lord, for your presence in this place, Lord Jesus. It's been an honor, Lord Jesus, to serve you, Lord, to live for you, Lord, hallelujah, that you pulled us, Lord, out of our muck, Lord Jesus, that you pulled us, Lord, out of the world, Lord Jesus, to strengthen us. Let us hear your word today, Lord Jesus, to be sharpened, to be strengthened, Lord. Speak loudly through our pastor, Lord. Your words, Lord, your mind, Lord, his mouth, Lord, as he yields, Lord, to minister the gospel to us on this great day, Lord Jesus. We are thankful, Lord, hallelujah, that you are so merciful and a great Father, Lord, above all, Lord, through all and in all. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. 
give you seated in Jesus' name. Brother Munnan, if you would come up here for just a moment, very quickly. Sister Acacia, do you have your glasses on? Take them off, Brother Sack, okay? Just remove your glasses. Come here, Brother Munnan. And, and I just want, I'm not telling you who this is. I'm not any of that. I just want you to start walking across the platform. Acacia, I want you to look up here, and I want you to yell out who you think this is. Walk like you normally walk. You know, have your glasses on. Who is this? Dad. Your dad. Why? Because of the way he's walking, right? You can't really see him from that far. Maybe you can. But, but the, the way he's walking, she knows that's my dad. You can sit down. Thank you, Brother Munson. And, and, and so here, the two disciples are, are, are there looking at Jesus. And John 1 and 1, again, the next day after John stood and the two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Now, John the baptizer looked at Jesus and he knew who he was by the way that he walked. He knew who he was by the way that he walked. He was like, I don't have any doubts. I know who this is. I see the way that he is walking. And, and this is the Lamb of God. There was something about Jesus and the way that he walked and the way that he was walking that caused John to say, Behold, the Lamb of God. And then the two disciples, Andrew, and it doesn't say, but most likely John right here, left John the baptizer and followed Jesus. Verse 37, and the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. John saw how he walked. The disciples listened to how he talked. And when they looked at him, they knew this was the one. This was the Messiah. This was the Christ. Can I tell you, dads, it's not how much is in your bank account. Dads, it doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. Dads, it doesn't matter what kind of gifts you can give. Christ. The preacher had led the disciples to the Redeemer. Was he then their spiritual leader, their father? Was he upset when they chose to leave the baptizer and follow after the Messiah? Was he upset? John wasn't upset because John understood who he was and what his responsibility is. Dads, even moms, we need to get to the place in life that we understand our calling, that we understand what God wants us to do, that we understand who we are in Christ Jesus, and that we understand who we are even in our children's life. He wasn't upset because his job was not to be the Messiah, but his job was to lead in those following him to the Messiah. Oh, hallelujah. I said his job wasn't to be the Messiah, it was to lead them to the Messiah.
compass. Dad's holds your compass up. If you got to untie it, you might take you just a few minutes. Hold it. An instrument for determining directions is by means of a freely rotating magnetized needle that indicates the magnetic north. Does anybody know how to actually use one of these? I mean, really, if you if you were if I dropped you out of a helicopter in the middle of a forest, you can find your way with one of these. We got some. That's awesome. That's um, yeah, good. Good, praise God. I will be with you when we get dropped out of the helicopter. Make sure I'm there the whole time. And make sure you don't get too far from me. Hallelujah. And, uh, and I'm sure we can figure it out. But if we don't, where are we going to end up, right? John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. So the Word was in the beginning. And it was with God. But it says it was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Who was the Word? Jesus. Jesus was in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. And, and, and I believe it's verse 14 that says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And, and so here, here is the Word. Here is Jesus. Here is God in flesh and humanity's flesh. And, and, but, but we're also talking about John. And verse 6 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that comes into the world. Dads, our job is not to be our children's God. It's not to be our children's Savior. It's not to be our children's Redeemer. Our job is like John's job. And that is to point them to Jesus Christ. That is to point them to the bright and shining way. That's what we've been called to do. I think sometimes we have a hard time. I've had a hard time because I've always thought I could save my children. Can I get an amen? Anybody? Defend my children. Step in wherever I needed to step in. I, I, I can be there. Nobody else has ever felt that way. I can, I can fix it, right? I mean, I'm the fixer. I'm dad. That's what dads are. But, but sometimes, what do you do when you can't fix something? We're not God. But He is. And if we can, hear me, if we can understand our calling. You see, John was perfectly fine because he knew what he was called to do. He never got that mixed up or messed up. You see, Satan got that messed up somewhere along the way. And, and, and he thought he could sit in a high place. And he thought, hey, I could do a better job than God. And, and, and so he, he, he got all this twisted. And he still tries to get everything twisted for you today. And everybody else. But John 
didn't get things twisted. He knew what he was called to do. And now think about it. What if John had gotten to think, man, everybody's listening to what I'm saying. I'm preaching. Lives are being changed. Look how many. Look at the hundreds were baptized. What do you think, John? I'm even baptizing God in flesh. Look at me. And what would have happened if John would have thought, I might could do a better job than the Messiah himself. Then he gets everything mixed up and messed up. Because he's out of the word of God. And he's out of the calling of God. You see, we have to understand in this life our positions, our place, our callings, our giftings, where we are called, what we are called. Oh, how does anybody understand what I'm saying this morning? Dads, your job is to not be the light, but it's to bear the light. It's not to be the light, but it's to lead your children to the light. Oh, hallelujah. John, he was going to point everybody to Jesus. The transition here shows us how John did his calling and directed those that followed him to follow after Christ. Christ, our Heavenly Father. You ask, our Heavenly Father, Christ, what are you talking about? I'm talking about what Isaiah was talking about in Isaiah 9. Unto us a child is born, that's Jesus. Unto us a son is given, that's Jesus. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, that's Jesus. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Jesus. Counselor, Jesus. The Mighty God, Jesus. The Everlasting Father, Jesus. The Prince of Peace, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. So when I say Jesus, I'm talking about, I'm talking about my Everlasting Father. I'm talking about the greatest Father on this Father's Day that a man can ever have. I'm talking about a Father that gave his life on the cross of Calvary, shed his blood for your sins and for my sins. Paul said it like this, 2 Corinthians 5, 19, wit that God was in Christ. To wit, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses upon them and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. And John was a forerunner pointing out where they all needed to go. And that was to Jesus, God in Christ, the everlasting Father. And that's why I give honor today to Jesus Christ, my heavenly Father, on this Father's Day. He's the greatest. He was tempted at all points, but he was without sin. Hallelujah. I said he was tempted at all points, yet without sin. He was the mighty God in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. He was the heavenly Father, robed in humanity's flesh. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is everything. There's a lot of dads here. There's a lot of mentors here. There's a lot of leaders here. And I'll say our job's not to be king. Our job's not to be God. Sometimes we think we are. 
Our job is not to be Savior. But I have a real mission. I have a real mission. It's to raise them. Tell them the difference in right and wrong. Can't let them get away with everything. And we've got to take stands at times. I, 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 I'm a pushover. I, I, I am pastoring. I mean, I, I, I'm a pushover at times. But when you reach this spiritual line, I'm like a rock, man. You're not, you're not budging me. That's just, that's how, that's how we got to be sometimes. We got to have courage to tell our children no sometimes. That's not all the time, but sometimes that's what they need. We got to have strength to have discussions that we agree with and not lose our absolute mind because they're 14 going on 40. You got to take a swallow, take a breath, and handle it the way Jesus would handle it, right? I only see him turning tables over one time. The rest of the time, he, he kind of... I've turned tables over in bed, all that stuff. But our back, let me back up. Our job is not to be king. Our job is not to be boss. Amen. We got to have strength in discussions that we need to have with our children because if you don't have those discussions with your children, the school system will. If you don't have discussions with your children, the world will. If you don't have discussions with your children, Yahoo will. If you don't have discussions with your children, hard discussions, and help them establish a foundation and point them toward Jesus Christ. If you don't, the devil will, because he's working steadily trying to turn entire generations toward him. Oh, hallelujah. Notice how John said in John 3, I'm moving on quickly. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta, can you play me something fast in a minute? Just kind of move me. Give me talking faster. John 3, John answered, said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Ye yourselves bear witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. That is a hard pill to swallow when you're a dad, when you're a parent. It's a hard pill to swallow because the fact is, is in the process of time the way things are supposed to transpire is at some point in time you're going to leave this world before your children are it's just going to happen John knew he had to decrease so Jesus would increase I understand this. I, I've had to swallow it. I, I got it. I, 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 I dig it. But I realize I must decrease so that Jesus will increase. And we've got, you've got to decrease so that Jesus will increase. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, when my son and my daughter was three, I was Superman. Batman. The man. I mean, when you when you line yourself up to somebody that's two foot tall, you're pretty big. Even if you're not. 
And hey, Brother Banks, did they think you were everything? Do they ever say, oh, you better behave. My daddy will be home in just a little while. He's big. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And, and, and so I, at three, I was Superman. I was Batman. I was the man. I was everything to my kids. But then when I got, when they got about 11, But my mouse got a little bit sassier too. Talk about no nobody. And they became 13 going on 30. They knew everything. I knew nothing. I went from Superman to Bruce Banner. I don't know. Who's he talking to me? What's he trying to say? It just happens in life. But we must decrease sometimes so that Jesus Christ in their life increases. There, there comes a time, there does come a time, Mom and Dad, that you have to give your children to the Lord. That relationship, they're not on your heel steps or your skirt tails anymore or, or right there with you. But you've got to, you've got to understand, I have been called to be a compass. And my job is to direct them to Jesus. And when they come to me for advice, I want to be an ear to, so they can just bend my ear and they can tell me everything. And, and the problem is whenever they do that, they know my answer. Man, they, they really know her answer. They, 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 they are, they're talking and then in the middle of their own conversation, they get angry. I know what you're going to say. I, Jesus. Y'all ever done that? You know, you're in the, you haven't said a word. <laughs> you just, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what do you think? Oh, I know what you think. But that's important. That's our job. To be the spiritual compass in our children's life. To teach them how to use this. Brother Duvall, he was the first one I think that said he knew how to use it. Come here for just a second. He's, he, he's the spiritual compass. And, and, and that means if we get thrown out of a helicopter, a perfectly good helicopter, perfectly good air, I don't know why we jump out of a perfectly good helicopter. Let's just say we did. You know, everything lined up and there we are. We're, we're dropping to the ground and we hit the ground. Now, here we are. Your job is to not just show me the way. Y'all got that? Not just to show me the way. But it's to teach me how to find my own way. So I'm following him as long as I'm good. Because the next time I'm dropped out of an airplane, I need to know my own how I'm gonna does that make sense to somebody? I'm, we going to get out of here? How, how, Daddy, how are we going to get out of here? How, how are you going to show show me uh, we're in the middle of nowhere? Which way are we going to go? Man, if we go this way and we get further lost and it gets colder and, and there's all kinds of predators and all kinds of things out there, what are we going to do? Uh, and, 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 and the best thing, the best thing Daddy can do, I, I know I did this, well just let me do it. And it was what, what I would always say. But I wish I would have known 
to have put it in their hand. Follow truth. How do you do that? What if I want to go say? The opposite. Okay. That's Keep showing forward. And so, so now, when he's not there, this is what's important, church. This is what's important. When he's not there, which way am I going to go? When you're not there, have you poured everything into your children that they need to find their way? That's what I want to do. That's what I've got to do. That's what we're called to do. We're not called to be the Messiah. We're called to be like John, the forerunner. And, and our God, we need to understand our calling. God gave us these precious babies, even though they're even though they're five foot two and uh, you know 115 pounds or or five eight and 175 pounds. Even though they're they're, they're still my babies. I mean, they're still my babies. Well, there comes a time you've got to you've got to have shown them the way and put the compass. In this case, put the compass in their hand. So when they're all by themselves, you can go ahead and sit down. Thank you, brother. They're able to find south from north, east, from west. Jesus from Satan, the church from the world. They're able to make sure, oh, that's right. Oh, that's not right. Oh, yeah, I, I, I know I heard that my mama or my daddy taught me that when I was young. And I know that's the way. And, and nobody, anybody can tell me another way. And I'm not listening because they taught me the way. The bright and shining way. They gave me the compass spiritually. And they pointed me to Jesus. And now I don't have to run back to mama. John the baptizer was the kind of dad we all need to be. And as we're talking about fathers, we're not just talking about earthly fathers. We're not just talking about uh, our dads. Very important to us. Cedric, I know you just lost your dad. I know that's hard. We love you. We're praying for you, brother. I know that is not easy. But while we're talking about our earthly dads, we're also talking about our spiritual dads, our leaders. Uh, you know, our Pastor Bankins, our Brother Wilsons who've gone on to be with the Lord. We give honor to them, our leaders, our teachers, our armor bearer leaders, our children's church workers that are back there right now. People that leave a powerful imprint on the lives of the children. How do I become that person? How do I make that impact? How can I understand my calling as a dad? Even though I started out when they were three, being like Superman. And then as they age, I become less of a man. If I taught them the way, it doesn't matter what I become. It matters what he becomes in their life. 
have a room that matters what he becomes to be in their life. Praise God. We have to realize, first of all, dads, we are not God. We're not God. We have to be dad. And dads point to God. Our mission is to raise our children and lead them to Christ. And, and, and it may mean when they see him, they follow him. I know the story of a young lady went and told her parents that she wanted, I don't remember the country, but she wanted to go. It was a very, uh, it was a very Muslim country in the Middle East. And she felt the call of God from her small church and way out in the country. She felt the call of God to go to the Middle East. And her parents were not for that. They did not want any part of that. But she went. She listened to God. They ultimately listened to God. She became a missionary. She went. And then in the middle of missions, she lost her life. But when they were having her service, they showed all of the people that she impacted in her life. Those parents had to, had, had to show her how to follow God and then let her follow Him when they decided, when, when they, decided they were going to follow after Jesus. Dads, you're not Jesus. You don't have all the answers. Sometimes I have to stop and say, I don't know the answer to that question. Even pastoring people, I've, sometimes I just have to say, I don't know, but I'll find out. I, I, I'm not Jesus. I don't have all the answers. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to make, Dad, you're going to make mistakes. You've got to forgive yourself for that. Ask your children to forgive you. And there's some dads here that maybe you made a lot of mistakes. Maybe you're a different person now than what you were 20 years ago. And, and you're just living in all this emotional regret. And I'm here to tell you, you got to put that under the blood just as well. And you've got to be everything you can to your children now. And that is pointing them to Jesus. And you do that, you do that by your testimony of what God has done in your life. You allow Him to shine through you. And you don't try to shine yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. So how do we do this? How do we do this? Well, first of all, if your dad, you've made mistakes, and I made a boatload of them. I made a boatload of them. And if your dad made a mistake, I'm, on behalf of them, I'm sorry. Because I know I did. I know I made my errors. I know I, I but I never, ever meant to hurt my children. I never, ever meant to do anything bad to them. I never ever meant, I always wanted to be there for them and everything, and yet I found myself missing things. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I, I was there, I wanted to be at everything, but I found myself missing the absolute wrong thing. I'd I, I be at nine events, and that was great, but then that one, apparently, I didn't think that one was there. It was important. And it, it, man, it just it, the way the world comes on you as a dad, but you've got to understand, you, you, you've got to forgive yourself and then be the best dad you can be from this point forward. Be, you've got to be the John. You've got to be the one that points the way of Jesus. It doesn't mean you're perfect. Jesus was perfect. He's the only one that was. He's the only one that was without sin. The rest of us, we had sin in our life. Jesus did not. So I, I don't need him pointed to me. I need them pointed to him. Now, I'm following Jesus. I'm following Jesus. As long as I'm following Jesus, I hope they follow me. 
But guess what? If I ever am not following Jesus, I pray they follow Jesus and not me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Can we just lift our hands up right now and lift the Lord up? God, I, I thank you and I praise you. I worship you. God, help us as leaders, as parents, as dads. God, to be the Johns that lead our children to Christ. Help us, oh God, as leaders to lead others, not to ourselves or not to our own ministries, but to you, Jesus. Help it not be about us or I or who I am or the me's. Don't let the me's have it, God. But let us point toward you, Jesus, and what your will is and what your way is. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm getting ready to close in just a moment. We're called. We're called to not be the Messiah, but to lead them to the Messiah. We're called to not be perfect, but lead them to perfection, which is Christ Jesus. And we're called, yes, to be the absolute best parent, mom, dad, leader that we could possibly be. That's what we're called to be. But we're not going to be perfect. But we can lead them to somebody that is perfect. And when they're laying in their bed crying at night because you hurt them, have you shown them a Jesus in their life that never hurt them? Oh, I hope maybe I've gotten across the importance of the calling of being parent, mentor, a leader. They looked at Jesus. John heard him speak. John saw him walking. And he knew who he was. They heard him speak. And they knew who he was. They knew that about Jesus. If Jesus speaks today, have you pointed them in a direction of him? Or yourself in a direction of him? That you know him? That you know him. He's in this place. He's in this place. I got four more dads to preach about. In about 12 pages of notes. But I feel like the Holy Ghost is in this place right now. So I'll save you the next hour. And invite you to an altar. Where you can ask the Lord. To help you be a better child. To help you be a better one that leads others to the Father, that you can be a better parent to your children, realizing you can't be their Savior, but you can lead them to theirs. Oh, hallelujah. I want to invite you, would you come this morning? The presence of the Lord is here. I believe God's speaking into our lives. I believe He's calling some to be a compass. And yeah, I know I didn't even get to the anchor. We are calling to show them how to be anchored into the one thing that really does hold. If you got your if you got your compass, Dad, why don't you just grab it in your hand and I want you to, to walk 
this way from wherever you are and you'll know where you're supposed to be. Would you come to the altar right now? Would you make that direction? Bring your compass and ask God, God, make me that spiritual compass that leads my children, not only my children, but others to Christ and others to their Savior and others to the gift of the Holy Ghost and others to a watery grave of baptism. God, when they see me walk, let them see Jesus. When they hear me talk, let them hear Jesus. Let them know that He is the way, the truth, and the life. That nobody comes to Him. Nobody comes to the Father but by Him. Would you come today? Would you call on His name? She's going to begin to sing. I want you just to talk to the Lord. God, it's difficult sometimes. And it's not always easy being dad. It's not easy being mom. It's not easy being a mentor or a leader. And sometimes we do it wrong. And sometimes we get it wrong. And sometimes we make mistakes. But God, help us to realize how to direct them to you. Hallelujah.
and, and to uh, the rest of our three guests on the team, Pansy, Brother Perez, he's there. Come here, stand up here. Amen. Give them a hand. That's how you point a compass. That's how you point a compass toward Jesus Christ, is doing the work of God. Doing the work of God. Anybody else? Y'all come up. Let's give them a hand. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Father's Day. I know ribs are on and need to come off the grill and they're getting that. What do you, that, what do you call that? Uh, when, you, when the ribs or the brisket, it's getting that, the burn ends. I know you're getting that char right now, but let's baptize. Y'all can go down. Thank you. Amen. But but let's let's get ready to baptize Cadence in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. They must be having a great time in children's church back there. You learning about the Lord.
today is your opportunity if you ever been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. If you've been baptized before and you can't remember whether you were baptized in the name of Jesus, just remember this. If you went ahead and you holding on to a chair and it doesn't have a name sign on it, you're going to go back to the well and you're going to get the proper chair. So today, I give you this offering that we may be able to remember that if you are in doubt, you come before the Lord and you say, hey, Lord Jesus, I want to be baptized in your name because the name is where the power is at. You have, when you go to D.C., if you have a certain name, guess what? You got power just because of your name. If you go to Hollywood and you got a certain name, you got power just because you have a certain name. People will get you confused if you have a name like a movie star. Why? Because of a specific name. But we got one that has the name with all power. The name of salvation. The name of regeneration. The name, hallelujah, of restoration. Hallelujah. And that name is Jesus Christ. So if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, please do not wait. We call you today. I implore you to do it. Hallelujah. Pastor, thank you for a good word. And so much that Pastor said, and it reminds me that Mark Twain said about his own father. He said, when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant, I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much he learned in seven years. Hallelujah. Well, today we heard much of what Pastor gave us. We see that many times we think that way also. And in my youth, I thought the same about the Lord. But now, today, not at age 21, but many years over, I know that I serve a father who knows way more than me. And as long as I follow him, I pray that my children continue to follow me. All right, well, hallelujah, as we all stand and close out and get all of our money together, please do not forget all of our announcements for today. We want to remember that uh, this week we have our uh, all of our usual events that's in our fly, but we do have coming up, our junior camp registration is open now. That's for ages 7 through 11. So you would hook up with uh, Sister Cheryl for more information. Sister Cheryl Bingorn for any information on that, where our children may be able to go. And those dates for the camp are from the 17th of July until the 21st of July. We want our children to go and be able to take, partake in this because many times, I, I received the gift of the Holy Ghost not at a youth camp, but at an old man camp. I was at a men's, <laughs> at a men's conference. So it was like a camp, it was all we think. It's a great opportunity for people to get around people that are their age, like-minded, think the same as them, but when they see others, it compels them. The Lord uses that. So by all means, definitely check in our flyer for all of our youth camps to make sure your children have an opportunity. Well, so we have coming up a baby dedication. If you have a child that needs to be dedicated, on the 25th at 11 a.m., we're going to be doing our baby dedication. So for that, see Christy Lynn or the First Lady, all right? Kabish. All right, amen. All right, so let us go before the Lord in prayer and give thanks and honor. Please be in prayer for those that are on the road. We have some of our ministers that were in Houston this week as I flew to Houston because I didn't want to do that drive again. But uh, they're traveling back, so please be in prayer for them, some of our ministers, as they return, all right? And be in prayer for our pastor as he continues to uh, um, lead us as a spiritual father. And I do want to say this. I'm going to step out and give me some kudo points. 
I want to say happy Father's Day to my son who will be a father. Well, he is a father already because he got a baby on the way. So, Marquis, happy Father's Day, sir. I love you. Great young man of God. And uh, we pray for all of our young fathers as they are bringing up the hell in our future. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, for the powerful word that you brought today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our pastor, Lord, that just seeks your heart, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Wants to be more like you every day as he reflects your glory, Lord, as John did. He always points to you. We pray, Lord, over this offering that we are about to give, Lord, and we pray, Lord, that we give cheerfully, Lord, as you have blessed us to be able to. We thank you, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. Go with God. Enjoy your Father's Day. Call your father. Tell him Happy Father's Day. And uh, continue to pray for those fathers in Jesus' name. Be blessed.